You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, May 6th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or my more pop culture related slant of things at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, Film Cred, and many more, and hopefully many more to come for both departments of my, uh, I guess you could say, wide-ranging interests of a lifestyle that I lead. Of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Hit me up on those Twitter accounts, either of them, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, and I'd love to get back to you, and I might even get back to you here on the show. What I've been talking about for the past couple weeks is send me a five-star review. And in the description of that review, send me a question. I guarantee you I will answer it. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on an undecided day. I'm definitely going to be doing a watch log for the Giants game uh, that the Padres will be playing uh, this weekend, either tomorrow's game or hold on. Yes, either tomorrow's game because this is coming out Thursday. Sorry, I'm recording right after the game uh, on May 5th. Uh, so it's it's late night for me right now. Um, going to be either doing it Friday, maybe Saturday. It depends. Probably not the Sunday game, but we'll see. I'll be talking to Ben about it. We'll probably do our conjoined, you know, uh, a team up for the the locker room sort of action. So that should be a lot of fun, guys. Locker room changing the way we talk sports for today's episode. Not a whole lot going on. We're talking about last night's game, giving my recap of that, and then talking a little bit about. I guess just the general makeup of the league. There was some cool news that happened yesterday, maybe lamenting a little bit of the the end of baseball offense as we know it. I guess that's what it seems like uh, everyone's freaking out about now, including myself, if you guys listened to yesterday's episode. Um, so let's get into it. Not too much that I'm going to be talking about today. It's going to be a little bit of a light episode, I do admit. But let's break it down, guys. Last night, the Padres won against the Pittsburgh Pirates by a score of 4-2, to two, taking the series over those pesky Pittsburgh Pirates, ladies and gentlemen. The only Pirates that I respect are the Straw Hat Pirates, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys follow my Twitter feed, you know what I'm talking about. Starting for the Padres in this game was Mr. U Darvish, and he was good, but not elite, I guess you could say. Not like an elite outing from him, but still pretty good. He goes five and two-thirds innings, allowing two earned runs on six hits, walking one and striking out eight, which was great. His season ERA is sitting at a 2.27, and his whip is below one at 0.94. It's his worst start, and by worse, let's be clear, guys, I say worse in like quotations, gotta be funny about it, uh, since his April 1st start against the D-backs. I've been talking about before how much you Darvish is so obviously an ace. He's like so obviously, and I think that honestly people weren't talking about him uh, enough for being in the early going, one of those Cy Young type of guys. I still think it's way too early, and I don't really think he's going to win the Cy Young. It would be awesome. It'd be really awesome. He's definitely going to have the benefit of being 
in more of a spotlight maybe just because he's on the Padres and we're expected to win a lot of games over here in San Diego. Um, but yeah, it's his worst start basically since April 1st. Uh, he hadn't given up before today more than a run in any of his starts and he hadn't given up more than four hits in any of his previous five starts. And it's also the least amount of innings that he'd gone in his last five starts. So I guess you could just say he was due for a little bit of a cruddy one. Unfortunately, yes, it did come against the Pirates, which is unfortunate. All of you fantasy baseball players out there hoping to get a quality start out of you uh, Darvish if you play by those rules like I do. I don't have you Darvish in one of my leagues. That's unfortunate. He missed it by one out. But I actually think they pulled him at a decent time at 98 pitches, and it did look like he was laboring a little bit towards the end of that game. Already had given up two runs, so I like that they trusted the bullpen to come in there. Craig Stammen gets the final out of that inning. Tim Hill comes in, Padres fan favorite at this point, 1.23 ERA for him on the season so far. He's been very good. Emilio Pagan, who still makes me nervous because he does, he is very fly ball prone, and that's always been a thing with Pagan. Even when he's uh, been kind of at the top of his game like he was in Tampa Bay, his home run per nine was 1.5, and then with the Padres it was 1.6. Um, still a very good reliever, I think, and I think he's having so far a nice bounce back. And honestly, it's just relievers are so volatile that it was just – I complained about Pagan last year because it was just annoying. I don't know. I was just annoyed seeing him blow it because I think the Rays are one of those teams that every time they trade a good player seemingly and then they turn out to be – not so good. It just frustrates you how they always end up getting the better end of the deal. They didn't, obviously, in the Tommy Pham, Jake Cronenworth ordeal. But still, uh, very cool to see him come in and be very solid for us this year. The Pirates, the Pirates bullpen is probably the most underrated bullpen. One of the more underrated things in baseball, dare I say, just as an entity, is the Padres bullpen. I know that sounds a little pretentious to say, but yeah, I really think that the Pirates or the Padres bullpen has been awesome. Mark Melanson comes into the game. He gets the save. His ERA is at 0.6. Astounding stuff from him. We'll talk about him a little bit later. And uh, in terms of the RBI stuff, uh, in this game, Will Myers actually had an RBI in this one in the bottom of the fifth, driving in uh, Tatis. I single out Myers here just because it's worth pointing out, you know, he has been a bit of a slump recently over his last bunch of games. No extra base hits, uh, has been drawing some walks. His walk rate actually up up this year from last year, 11.8 this year versus 8.3 last year. Uh, the 11.8 would actually mark the highest of his career uh, by far almost. Well, not by far, but highest of his career, um, which is cool. It's nice to see, you know, those type of things. He hasn't been... He's just in a slump right now. I think Myers will hopefully get it going soon and start hitting some extra base hits, like I said. You know, maybe getting some some more movement on the base pass, stealing some bases. He already has a couple steals on the season. Um, four, in fact, which is very cool. And a lot of that is inflated by the, the three-steal game he had uh, about a week ago. I think it was against the Dodgers, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, very cool stuff. Like to see Myers getting in on the action. Hopefully he can hit a better against lefties on the year so far. He is batting 182 against lefties versus 279 against righties. So that explains a little bit of the, the slump, I guess you could say. So, uh, But yeah, like I said, that was only one of the RBIs that happened this game. The other is coming from Jake Cronworth, probably the biggest hit of the game. Uh, a two-run RBI single, which was dope bringing in Victor Caratini and Trent Grisham. And speaking of Caratini, he hit a solo shot in this game. Like I said, man... Could do a lot, lot worse than Victor Caratini, man. Let me tell you, you could do a whole, whole lot worse uh, than him as your backup catcher. Uh, Just, I love it. And he's Puerto Rican, so I'm very excited about that. Even Manny Machado, he was able to get a single that didn't really amount to anything. 
Uh, he was brought in to pinch hit uh, in the bottom of the eighth. It didn't amount to another run, but it didn't matter. Like I said, Melanson comes in for the save. So overall, a fine game. I don't really know. Guys, look, he- hear me out, man. Hear me out. This was a little bit of a boring series. Let's just be real, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just be real. But before we kind of continue talking about this, like I said, light episode today, I want to talk to you guys again about Locker Room. It is the first social media platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On Padres once a week. Indeed, yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, breakdowns of players, post-game breakdowns, uh, and of course reacting to big news or rumors is probably the ultimate feature of it, which is really great. And what I love is it's so easy to access. All you need to do is download the app, guys. Haven't decided exactly when I'll be doing uh, my room this week for which game, but I will be sure to tell you probably tomorrow, probably for tomorrow's episode. So go download the Locker Room app right now, guys. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Javier Reyes. That's J-A-V-I-E-R. R-E-Y-E-S. When my room goes live, I know you won't want to miss it. I'll see you guys there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. And now, guys, to shift gears. Vroom, vroom. You see what I did there? That's a car pun because I like making puns every now and then. I want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. First and foremost, a family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. 20 years. That's a long, long, long time. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They literally have everything, engine control modules, new carpet, literally everything ranging, everything in between. Uh, They have it and they can deliver it directly to your door. Very convenient. And in terms of convenience also, their catalog is very easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. And speaking of prices, best of all, prices at rockout.com are remarkably, remarkably low. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? That doesn't make any sense, guys. It just straight up doesn't. So go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Now with those messages out of the way, guys, let's continue talking about the Padres. I got to, I got a bunch of things. Just a grab bag of little things I want to talk about. Firstly, I want to just talk about Mark Melanson, who I feel like I I've given some love on this podcast, but I just want to talk about it again really quickly and just mention that you know the man has been all reliable. He may be old, but it's crazy to say, but he currently leads Major League Baseball in saves with eleven. He certainly isn't blowing people away, which is what I've mentioned before. He only has uh, 14 strikeouts across 15 innings pitched, so that's a K per nine of about 8.4, which is one of the lowest among relievers that I'm looking at right now. Uh, And it's funny, like looking at the saves leaders right now, Ian Kennedy is currently second in the majors in saves with nine. Uh, Former Padre Ian Kennedy back in the 2013 to 2015 stretch Ugh, I know, I know. I don't want to give you guys PTSD of those, those moments, but uh, he's been pretty uh, hilariously good for the Rangers of all teams, which is, by the way, saves. They're, 
they're definitely not a stat that you go to to find out the best relievers of baseball, like for sure. Uh, it's just kind of a fantasy stat that you use for fantasy baseball and all that. But it's still, and this is a good example of like Ian Kennedy for a team that a lot of people aren't expecting to be any good, which is the Texas Rangers. The fact that he's second in saves just just speaks volumes. Alex Reyes being third, Jake McGee fourth, despite having a five point five four ERA on the season. Cesar Valdez is fourth with seven saves, and it's basically a there's like a nine way tie for for, for uh, third place basically here between Valdez, Aralis Chapman, Matt Barnes, who's having a surprisingly good year, Diego Castillo, Josh Josh Haters in the mix, Will Smith, Hector Neris, guys like that. Um, and what I mean to say here is first of all, just like I said, Shark Melanson, I love him. He makes me nervous when he pitches, not because I'm scared that he's going to give up runs or anything like that. This isn't like a Emilio Pagan feeling that I get. I'm saying when I see Mark Melanson pitching, doing that little shuttle or whatever you want to call it, just like he has to go to the bathroom or something like that, obviously is Melanson's thing. But the other point that I want to make here is just reemphasize how obscenely all over the place relievers can be in baseball. And I want to just talk about something really quickly, which is Mark Melanson, at the time of his signing... I think every Padres fan was kind of rooting for them to bring back Rosenthal. I was rooting for it to a degree because why not? He was really good for us. Throws super, super hard. Obviously, he's maxed out. Hits 99 fairly routinely. Um, And we were hoping for that also because he was a really fun Twitter follow. For me, that was the other reason why I was hoping for it. Uh, And they end up not going that route. They also don't bring back Kirby Yates. And those two guys are both hurt right now. Kirby Yates is gone for the season. And Trevor Rosenthal, he just underwent a thoracic outlet surgery, like last, like the beginning of April, and he's going to be out something like 12 weeks, they say. So he's going to be out for a majority of the season, and he's had some injury concerns before. This isn't something that came out of nowhere, but it just goes to show you that when it comes to bullpen stuff, I'm a big fan of just taking as many shots as you can and not spending too much on a lot of pitchers. Even Liam Hendricks here for the White Sox, while he hasn't been disastrous, he certainly has been to a degree uh, anything but an automatic top number one closer, at least so far in the early going. With a 3.97 ERA currently on the season, only five saves. Again, doesn't totally matter, but he hasn't had as many opportunities because honestly the White Sox... That, I'm going to save that for a little bit. They just seem to be having the year from hell right now. But um, the the back to Melanson, just a guy who keeps getting it done, man. And what's great is that the Padres saved money on this too. When you compare uh, to all these guys, you know, Melanson only got a one-year $3 million deal while Rosenthal went for $11 million to Oakland. So that just goes to show you do not spend too much money on relief pitchers. I think it's a fool's game I think that you I mean if you're like a Philadelphia Phillies like yeah you should probably invest in your bullpen you should probably be like all right let's like if we go out and spend like a Liam Hendricks type contract for a good reliever then that'd be fine you know that'd be fine and also just among other good relievers say a guy like Blake Trinan Melanson's ERA is actually lower than him it's 0.6 right now and while Blake Trinan has certainly been good with around a 2.7 2.7 ERA, which is not bad, but certainly hasn't been as good as old Melanson. Oh, reliable, Mr. Mark Melanson. It's really crazy to see the Shark perform so well. Archie Bradley was another reliever that people were looking into this offseason. He's currently hurt right now after starting off pretty disastrously for uh, the Phillies, who, like I said, I, I love how I was just saying that the Phillies, it's right for them to invest in their bullpen, and then Archie Bradley ends up getting hurt. You know, but basically what I'm trying to say is when you look at the free agent class this past year, you basically had guys like Brad Hand, who's been very good for the Nationals so far, but just hasn't had many closing opportunities because the Nationals just 
don't look like they're going to be very good this year. Um, Kirby Yates, who I already talked about. Hansel Robles, Ken Giles, Tyler Clippard, Joaquim Soria, Pedro Baez, Alex Colome, who has not been very good with the Twins so far, has blown some games. Sergio Roma, like all these guys, it looks like they chose the right one with Mark Melanson, at least so far in the early going. And I know that some people thought Drew Pomeranz was going to be the closer, and I actually thought that was going to be the case, and that's why they gave him that much money. Uh, it turns out they weren't, and I think that this is a a situation where it's Devin Williams, Josh Hader, like maybe you could say Devin Williams. Some people would have argued he was better than Josh Hader. Uh, I think that, that that is incorrect for the record, by the way. But say back in the day, Yankees, when they, they lose Mariano Rivera, you know, and they, they have David Robertson closing and they have Dylan Batances. Batances was a little bit more effective a pitcher, but bottom line is Robertson was more reliable to a degree, and it just made sense to have him in more of a ninth inning role. As Pomeranz, I feel like can, you can definitely stretch that guy out a little bit if need be in emergency situations and say a playoff game that we might have uh, heading down the line. But really, in general, I'm just so excited about uh, this series being over, guys. Holy crap. I don't know about you, but... This was a boring-ass series <laughs> between the Pirates. Like, not a lot of offense. The scores of the three games, the Padres won the first game 2-0, lost the second game 1-2, and then won this game, obviously, uh, from last night 4-2. So just not a lot of offense in this game from either team. Uh, some good defensive plays. I liked watching Hassan Kim, who looks really confident in the field, by the way, despite having an OPS that's below 600 right now I uh, would love to see his bat get going a little bit more but still really like watching him play the field and I like that they gave Machado the day off and you got to see Kim at third base uh, and have my mom do her wow moment every time she sees she loves watching the cross the diamond uh, throws from third base no matter who it is she just is constantly transfixed by it um, but in general it was funny I was actually reading an athletic story um, by Jason Stark who mentioned a little bit of a tidbit that the on-base percentage currently in Major League Baseball is 309, and that's the lowest it's been since 1968. Slugging at 389 is the lowest since 2014. OPS at 698, lowest since seven, uh, 1989. And then hits per game, 7.63, the lowest ever. So yes, guys, not a lot of offense, but hey, uh, at least the Padres have good pitching, I guess you could say. And at least they are currently sitting second place in their division, looking very good, hopefully to take on the Giants. And now, guys, before we wrap up this episode, I got to do another ad break because that's what we'd be doing on here. You know what I'm saying? I got to talk to you about sports trade. Uh, have you guys heard of this thing before? It's really cool. It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing, you know? Stock market for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added the baseball, the baseball game to the platform. So check it out today. Making money with sports trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. Number one, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fancy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. And two, good old supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock and a rookie with high upside. Or grab the classic blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Your Carlos Santana, maybe. You know, something like that, I guess you could say. Uh, instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com watch the how it works video and then sign up to get started sign 
up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. And also, speaking of your kind of money-related needs and demands, guys, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including, obviously, Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC mixed martial arts kind of action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use that promo code Locked On, guys. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now, guys, we're going to take it easy. We're in the waning moments of this here podcast, but still things I want to talk about. Really, what I just want to talk about is just around the league. The biggest news yesterday, obviously, was Mr. John Means of the Baltimore Orioles throwing a no-hitter. Old, old, old friend of the pod, uh, Connor Newcomb of Locked On Orioles. You guys can check that out. Uh, He actually posted on Twitter his live reaction to the whole thing. Um, Look, I just talked about how offense is down, and here I am praising a pitcher, which might seem a little hypocritical, but still, it's really exciting. And John Means is one of those guys uh, so far this year being a little bit of a breakout guy. Some people are wondering, is he a legit ace or not? I don't really know. But bottom line, it's really fun giving. I like it when players for uh, teams that really don't have much to look forward to in terms of being competitive uh, start to really have breakout seasons and give that team something to look forward to. Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers, whenever he's on the sad boy of Locked On, uh, the whole Locked On network, to be honest with you, uh, it's so funny seeing him because he's basically got Joey Gallo, and that's it. Nick Solak for the Rangers, though, as well, has been having a good season so far. But yeah, on the year, John Means owns a incredible ERA of just 1.7. Really, really good stuff with 12 Ks uh, in today's game. If not for a drop third strike, John Means would have had a perfect game. Of course, you know, we don't know what happens if that third strike, you know, the whole butterfly effect theory and whatever the heck you want to say when it comes to time stuff. uh, We don't know what happens, but still a really cool moment for him. And in terms of just the general look of the league right now, I'd say that, you know, some people are saying, why are... The Padres are underperforming. They've been disappointing so far. And, oh, man, you know, back when they were uh, 13 and 12 or whatever it was, like 12 and 12, some people were freaking out and whatnot. And my response to that is this. Let's look around and and just look at Major League Baseball right now, right? The Giants are 18 and 13. If you want to tell me right now that you think that's legit, let me know. If you want to tell me that you think right now the Atlanta Braves being two games below 500, that you think that that's legit, let me know. If you want to tell me right now that you think the Seattle Mariners at 17 and 15 are totally legit, let me know. If you think that the Kansas City Royals at 16 and 13 are totally legit, let me know. If you think the Boston Red Sox at 18 and 13 are totally legit, if you think that, you know, the Minnesota Twins, who have had more exciting fantasy players than actual real-life success at 11 and 18, if you think that's going to stick, let me know. And you know, let's be honest, if you think the Dodgers sticking at just two games above 500 is going to stick, let me know. My point is this. It is still April, and I think that this has been a fun month of baseball in totality like it has been I've been really enjoying it and there's been some impressive stuff you know you got Corbin Burns who's unfortunately hurt emerging as like a Cy Young caliber pitcher you've got making fun of the Mets being as fun as ever 
to be perfectly honest with you, the Padres, while their offense hasn't been uh, exactly super exciting, the Mets, on the other hand, is just vintage Mets. I mean, they're actually ninth in batting average and fifth in on-base percentage, but 30th in runs, 30th in home runs, and 27th in slugging percentage. It's literally just walks and singles out here for the Mets, and they should be doing better with guys like Pete Alonso, Dom Smith, and obviously my my king, uh, Francisco Lador, but the Mets have been hilarious to make fun of this year. I'm sorry. I'm honestly just enjoying it. I am still rooting for them, but it's been really funny making fun of them. Um and then on the opposite end of things in terms of offense, J.D. Martinez just looks like he's totally back, uh, tied for the lead in home runs in all of Major League Baseball right now with Ronald Acuna. Uh, just really fun stuff. Byron Buxton having his breakout season about six years later than we all were excited about him. A lot of cool stuff going on right now. There's definitely going to be talk, and I think that this the trade talk hasn't really heated up because, after all, we're not even like a third of the way through the season we're not even not a third we're not a fifth of the way through the season so far but guys like Chris Bryan I'm watching you Padres Twitter everyone talking about where is he going especially since he's working out and like left field and all that and you know I know what you guys are thinking I know what you guys are thinking I know what you guys are thinking making that trade we'll have to see you know the Rockies who are abominable just had a really exciting series against the, the Giants I can't wait until we play at Coors by the way there's another thing about the Padres just to talk about them really quickly just this is a, it was a nightmare series against Pittsburgh, even though we won two out of the three. It was as boring a series as it can be. But we've got Ant San Francisco, which is a, a tough hitter's park, so not necessarily sure if that's going to be the series to get our bats back on fire. But then you've got at Colorado for three. Then you've got the, the, the Cardinals, who I just really want to face because I like the Cardinals team. I'm excited to face them. And then Colorado again, and then Seattle. So some matchups I'm really more excited for. I'm sick of playing the Pirates and, and Giants, to be perfectly honest with you, although I do got love for uh, for Ben Caswick of Locked On Giants. So, really just early on in the season, got to reemphasize guys, it is early. Injuries matter. Uh there's been a lot of injuries across baseball and it freaking sucks. Luis Robert of the White Sox, like I said, White Sox year from hell right now. Uh the Tony Larusa scandal is not scandal, but the the issues with him that inside the clubhouse people have issues with his managerial style. You know, he didn't know the other day that he could have used Jose Abreu at second base as the free runner instead of closer Liam Hendricks. <laughs> uh, he said, I'm guessing you know the rules better. Now I know, which is it's just awesome stuff. So baseball, while the offense is down, it's still been an exciting season in my opinion. And while the Padres have not been slam Diego, like I said, how I just talked to you about the Mets. Every team is being, is going through this right now, man. Every team. It, it's rough. Unfortunately, the Dodgers, despite having a record, by the way, of only 17 and 15, uh, it's kind of remarkable where they are standing right now with all their numbers. Their 12th in batting average, which isn't great, but on base percentage, they're second, runs first, home runs eight, slugging ninth, uh, and then for pitching, uh, ERA, they're third, batting average against seventh, and then whip fourth. So all around just elite team. They've been so good, yet they're only 17 and 15. So I think they're on the rise at some point. They're just in a weird, weird slump, uh, not to do any Dodger loving on this podcast. But bottom line, guys, really exciting stories. I'm curious to see how other guys guys perform for the season i'm very curious let's keep watching uh how much more exciting shohei atani can be and i'm hoping that the padres now that april's done and we're starting to get more into may we officially passed star wars day hoping that we can uh start start lighting things up a little bit start getting a little bit more exciting but let me tell you um i talked about it yesterday in regards to the almost inconsistent 
uh, almost strategy by baseball for the offense being down this year and how I don't, I don't, they can't make up their mind with things like the shift and the DH and all this stuff. But here we are, guys. And now, before we officially wrap things up, just want to say, Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. In terms of the future of this podcast, guys, for tomorrow's episode, I am planning on doing a crossover with Sir Ben Kaspik of Locked On Giants. And depending on how long that runs, I'm going to be answering one of the questions that was sent to me via the Apple Podcast app. Uh, and you guys can also just tweet me regularly, but I'm just saying you are guaranteed no matter what you say on the Apple podcast thing. If you write a review in there, I definitely will be reading it on there just to give it some incentive and whatnot. So looking forward to that. And then next week we got a Rocky series and hopefully got some cool guests down the line. But with that all being said, guys, this episode ended up being actually longer than I expected. I just can't keep my mouth shut. I don't know what to say. Uh, is that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast? The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from stitcher spotify apple podcast google podcast himalaya overcast wherever remember to send in those five star reviews on the apple podcast app follow the show or myself on twitter and until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my prior faithful homies take care